Read in the bed and bed. Read in the bed and bed. Welcome to Reading in Bed Extracts, Episode 3. I'm Amanda Steele. And today we have some short science fiction. And this is an extract from Gone Are the Light Wielders by Nicholas P. Adams. Open administration's log, Nima said to her consul as she sat in the stiff back chair. Her cup of tea rattled on the saucer as she lowered it to a corn silk tablecloth, covering one side of the glass test top. From a vantage point in the mobile observation booth, she could see through the floor-to-ceiling concave windows, over the crater's lip and out to the alien terrain beyond. A ring of volcanoes, oozing rivers of glowing lava, boiling streams and desiccated valleys with abundant geothermal energy. Lambda Colony an ideal place to set down roots. Perfect for pencil necks and theorists, maybe. Pre-dawn rays peeked over the horizon as shadows withdrew from the dawn, a honeycomb of glass and steel constructed to keep the dangers of their new world out. Nestled under the apex, an observation booth, a three square metre platform, hung 175 metres above their community. The perfect spot from which to oversee their delicate environment. Leaning back, Nemo watched the artificial waterfalls flowing from the crater's rim, coalescing in the moat that ringed their home. Canals flowed away from the crater walls, slicing between fields of grain towards the centre of their artificial caldera. One good whack of a well-timed comet and voila, a bull waiting for a lid. The fields rippled like golden rays on the sea. She followed the pattern under, till she spied one of a hundred wind generators twirling like lazy ballerinas. Dirt roads and paths followed the canals across the valley, all leading towards the centre. A community of landed ships and prefabricated structures laid out like a wagon wheel, surrounding the buildings. A ring of circular meadows wrapped the town border like a string of green pearls. Our saving grace. Their slaughtering fields. Encompassing the building, an incomplete wall rose above the colony. Cranes carried massive blocks of rammed soil from the brickyards, stacking them like a child's blocks. Hundreds of men and women using jackhammers, fitted with flat plates or hand tools pounded on the dirt being dumped into steel framework the size of cargo containers. Farming equipment of every type dug, scooped and hauled soil from the crater's perimeter, forming a secondary moat, waiting to be flooded. The wall had four large gaps at each cardinal point. Nima shook her head. I hope Rhea gets the gates fabricated in time. Wrinkled fingers pulled the homespun comforter tight around her neck its grey fibres matching the salt and pepper dreadlocks cascading from under a rope bandana. New entry log, she said, then squinted as the hollow flashed into existence over the table. Her mouth pursed as she lifted the tea with both hands to her lips and blew away the steam. Begin dictation. Nima Rabana. Assistant Administrator. Lambda Colony. Day 1601, she said between sips her hands absorbing the welcome heat. Local time, 
5.16am. Earth Day, March 16th, uploaded annual reports. Nemus Ashihan reached for the polished surface, burned scars from her first wildlife encounter, coated her once ebony skin like road rash. She dragged a digital folder across the desktop, attaching it to a message. The hollow chimed its receipt as an itch crawled up her arm, down her body and ended at the mid-thigh. She scratched with bony fingers as a sock wrapping the stump, massaging the part of her leg the creatures didn't get. Last year's attack reduced our livestock by 20%, much lower than in previous years. Ray's idea to cordon the females off, but the flock aren't replenishing like we'd hoped. We used IVF to impregnate all the females and hormone therapy to force multiple offspring and animals that can handle the increased gestational stress. If we can prevent losing any this year, we may survive the winter. Nima took a long sip as she typed in a query, census data. A series of charts and graphs appeared. Her eyes focused on the jagged line descending from left to right. The population of Lambda Colony is down another 4%. We're at 85% of first landing population. Statistical changes. Births, 7. Deaths, 54. A detailed list is attached. Among the dead is Abraham, known around the colony as Bran Scaffer. He successfully kept the Queen at bay, but her pups ravaged the flocks and killed several people sent to defend them. He is survived by his wife, Rhea, and two children, Leah and Sat. Bran was our last light welder. There is no one left to power the golem. A beep sounded from the table as a new hollow appeared. Pause dictation, she said, as she focused on the message. 3D printing complete. New prosthetic now cooling. Ready in 15. Nima gave a sidelong glance to the object lying across the table. An artificial leg with the name Peggy welded just above the rubber foot. Six months scrimping enough scraps for the fabricator better be worth it. Her mouth twisted as she typed. Thanks, I'll be down soon. Swiping the image close, she leaned back. Resume dictation. As you know, the Mislestot emerge every spring solstice. Somehow they keep getting inside the dome. We know they hate the cold and water, which is why we diverted our irrigation to form artificial waterfalls, soaking the crater walls. Last year they emerged in the fields, setting them on fire as they moved towards the flocks. We can only surmise they prefer the taste of our animals over their native prey. Nima took another long sip, followed by a deep breath. We're not sure we'll be able to keep them out this solstice, but Ray came to us with an idea last fall. We're calling it Jericho. Details included with attachments. Last year's harvest yielded far less than even our worst estimates. Nima's stomach growled, appearing as a spike in the audio. Paul's dictation. Reaching under the folds of her covering, she retrieved a 15cm square hard plastic container. It hissed as she popped open the translucent lid, unveiling a slice of the reddish-brown bread. Bits of fruit and nuts dotted along the surface like stars in the night sky. She swallowed and licked her lips as the aroma of her grandmother's kitchen filled her nose. Muttering under her breath, she broke off a chunk and popped the morsel into her mouth. 
A quiet morn escaped as she chewed the moist cake. She chased it down with a sip, repeating the process three more times. Once the lard's pieces were gone, she used her fingers to clean the container down to the last crumb and licked the tips clean. After wiping her hands, she lifted the cup to her lips and drained it down to the dregs, sucking the last droplets from within. No calorie wasted. From the folds of her comforter, she pulled out a black spear. It squished in her hands like a stress bomb until she dropped it into her empty cup. Once it made contact with the ceramic, the plastic surface eroded and spilled out as a fresh cup of steaming tea. Two cups a day keeps the admin at play. And if you want to read more by Nicholas Adams, he has an anthology out, which is called Crest in the Sun, and it's a sci-fi fantasy anthology featuring 12 award-winning short stories, which have more short stories by Nicholas P. Adams and also by some other talented authors. And I'll post all the links along with this episode to buy his book and follow him on social media. So thanks for listening. Bye. Reading a bed and bed. Reading a bed and 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 bed and